Good morning, everybody. And I'm sure that we'd agree that the arrival of a newborn baby <clears throat> always <clears throat> is greeted with celebration and gladness and uh, with a desire to get the message out as quickly as possible. It wasn't too long ago that my two daughters were born, but at that time it was from a, a landline telephone in a drafty corridor of the maternity wing of the hospitals where they were born. But now, of course, we've got text and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, amongst other modern media streams that get the message out literally uh, to friends and family. And if indeed you've got people on the other side of the world, you can do that within seconds and moments. But what about 2,000 years ago? Because the Christmas stories we've already heard this morning centers around the birth of a baby, and his name was Jesus. No text or Twitter, of course, but the birth was announced by an angel, a holy messenger of God. And he appeared to some shepherds that were looking after the sheep on the hillside. And in the good news book of Luke in chapter 2, he says these words, Don't be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy. And this is for all the people. I'd like us just in these moments to think about that little three-word phrase, all of the people. Because this story not only sits in history, but also projects into the future. And indeed, it has a current intent that speaks right into our hearts and lives today. And it's for all of the people. And the characters of the Christmas story bring to us the whole range of humanity. Let's start with the babe. His name was Jesus. But more than that, it was almighty God embodied in human flesh. And you may say, why? And we'll try and answer that in a moment. And this miracle is celebrated annually by Christians all around the world. But as we've seen in the videos this morning, its reality is lived out in millions every day. And then parents, Mary and Joseph, they both received angelic messages from God with regard to this amazing event that was going to take place. And like all first-time parents, unsure challenged, overwhelmed, nervous. Those of you who have had the joy of having a little boy or little girl come into the world know that life is never the same again. Then wise men from the east. Seems to me that they had a few, Bob, because they were looking to bring expensive presents to Jesus even when they were looking in the wrong place. Sophisticates, posh. Perhaps they're the people that God really likes. But wait a minute, shepherds, ordinary gang of blokes on a hillside, eking out a living, looking after their sheep, ordinary, earthy, worldly. And God's certainly drawn to those types of people too. In fact, the Bible says that the common people heard him gladly. And then figures of authority. And King Herod cut a very insecure leader, fretful of the emergence of a rival king. And what about the elderly? Sadly, so often marginalized in society today. But a few days after Jesus was born, as was the custom of his culture, he was presented to the temple. And there, an old, frail man took him in his arms and blessed him and says, I'm ready to go now to my eternity because my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon. And what a joy it is for elderly people to come to an understanding 
of Jesus' love and grace for them. And so we see from that infancy to seniority. We see different ranges of background and culture, overalls and Savile soats, questions, doubts, faith, expectations. Yes, all the people. And of course, this amazing message of God coming to the earth in meekness and humility in Jesus. Why? Well, as we've already heard, as an amazing expression of his love to a needy world then and to a needy and broken world now. He simply wanted to get involved with this. And what an incredible impact it's had that today... This message gathers a multi-million followership around the world celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, God in flesh. So why did he come? Well, he came to communicate a message. Timothy speaks about the appearing of a savior. And from that original language that the New Testament was written in, we derive our word epiphany. It was a seminal event. It was something that changed the world forever. Jesus brought a message of love and peace and joy and hope that is enduring and we gain it by coming to know him. Not only to communicate a message but to communicate a message that could be comprehended, understood. The word became flesh. You may say it's all right for you Phil but this God seems a a bit big for me, a, a bit beyond me. And certainly there are many Big words that can be used to describe aspects of God. Transcendence, immutability, sovereignty. Don't worry, we're not going there this morning. The genius of the good news message is that boys and girls can understand it as well. And God gave the good news books of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John to paint the picture of Jesus. And here's what one commentator says. As we look at Jesus... We see the heart, mind, and action of God in humanity so that everyone, all the people, can understand. And he communicated a message to be comprehended that we might commit to it. All those that believe, he gives the right, the authority to become the children of God. And this is where the challenge of the Christmas season comes. That each one of us, boys and girls, young people, people that experience tragedy in their life, people that feel often lonely and afraid, people that have got an emptiness in their life, would come to a place of putting their absolute faith, trust, and confidence in God and live by his truths and principles forever. All of the people. In March 2012, the world's population went through 7 billion. That's seven with nine noughts on it. And this week, I looked on the website and the world's population sat at 7,281,229,220. And it's changed even as I've said those figures. Billions. Millions. Thousands, hundreds, tens, you and me. Doctors, laborers, gardeners, carers, servers, retailers, 
drivers, directors, nurses, teachers, menders, repairers, inventors, the unemployed, the sick, the single parents, the lovely, the marginalized, the successful, the defeated, the wealthy, the poor, the acclaimed, the insulted, all of the people. And God came to this often insecure, uncertain world in the power of his love to draw us to himself. Not through religion that says do, but through the good news message that says done. This backdrop is a micro shot of all of the people. And some of you may have been counting the squares as I've been preaching. There's 540. (coughs) And the fact is, friends, that there's a face there of everyone that reflects a story and a journey. Every day there are 250 million photos posted on Facebook. People like an image. We're into selfies. We're into photographs. Be careful where those selfies go, by the way, at Christmas time because they can go anywhere. But here's what somebody says. Many people would be scared if as looking in the mirror, they saw not their face, but their character. And that is what God's after. He's after the real you. He doesn't look on the outward appearance, but he looks on the heart. He knows about your failure. He knows about your shame. He knows about your regrets. He knows about your aspirations. He knows about your longings. And he says, I want to come. And embrace all of those things in the power of my love and make a difference. You see, every one of us were designed for a personal, worshipful relationship with the living God. And he's desirous that all would be saved. Yes, all of the people. One at a time. You and me. And his commitment to this is utterly unfailing. I wonder this Christmas time whether you would come to a place in your life of submitting your heart to Jesus, now no longer the babe, but the King of Kings, he'll change your life forever.